Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is intended for a mature audience as it contains adult language and can get rather intimate. So grab a cocktail, find a safe place to listen, and make sure your kids aren't around. Hey guys, it's Garcelle Beauvais and welcome to my podcast, Going to Bed with Garcelle. Grab a cocktail and get ready for some grown and sexy conversations with me and some of my closest friends. We're talking sex, life, relationships, did I say sex, and everything in between. Tonight, I'm going to bed with an actress known for her amazing <laughs> comedy chops. I'm already laughing. And her whore's bath from Happy Endings. It's actress and bitch sesh podcaster, Casey Wilson. Hi. Hey, hi, Garcelle. And the other person I'm going to bed with is uh, the woman that I trust with all my secrets, my sidekick, my right-hand woman, Taz Beckford. Hey, Taz. Hi. Ladies, welcome to Going to Bed with Garcelle. Casey, what is your drink of choice tonight? So this is interesting, I think. It's called Uh-oh. Can. It is not alcoholic. It is a cannabis-infused special tonic, Garcelle. Ooh. That a friend turned me on to because I love to drink. Don't get me wrong. But I have two little kids. I'm up so early. It just doesn't... I'm 40. It doesn't give me a hangover. It just gives you oh. a little something to ride out bath time with your kids and not <laughs> commit suicide. Listen, <laughs> bath time is rough, honey. I remember those it, days and... Oh. Yo, God, yes. It's um, rough. Taz, it's just what a is little your drink bit. of choice? Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. My drink of choice tonight sounds like a disease, but it's not. It's a VG, vodka, ginger ale. And so, t- Cheers. <laughs> Ladies, I'm having vodka and cranberry. So welcome again. Um, I'm going to get right into it. Casey, you are a huge fan of the Housewives franchise. I am. And you have been kind enough to come on my podcast, Bitch Sesh, which we've had for like five years. And it's just full of nonsense. It's so Discussing obviously the most important, poignant show on television, (laughs) which I love so much. And yeah, I just am a huge fan and have been since day Truly, I saw the first episode of Orange County 15 years ago, so I count myself among the lucky few <laughs> to have been <laughs> so there from the it's beginning. It's all the franchise. It's not one particular city. Every single one. <laughs> Girl, now, look, I have hands. found a way to get... Kids? Yes, but I have found a way to get paid to watch them, which I think is very savvy business. Very savvy business. Yeah. And the other surprising uh, fandom, if that's a word, yeah. you are a big fan of Taz Beckford. And I want to yeah. know why and what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I told her before, you know, I, I told her I just like your energy. And I know that sounds, uh-huh. but I'm I'm into energies and vibes. And I just was like, I like her. I like it. I feel it. I feel your light coming off the screen. So thank you. I congrats. appreciate it. <laughs> I love that. She does have a good vibe. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple of housewives, uh, questions. Okay. Which housewives is more likely to get a facelift during a hiatus? Oh boy. I, I might say 
just first off the whole cast of OC, but also (laughs) in particular, you know, God, you know, she's a tough cookie, tough to love. Vicky Gumbelson, the OG of, you know, housewife. She's always mid settling a facelift. She's actually, she's always headed to one. She's coming back from one. She's mid one. I feel like she has a little trouble with the timing issues of when she's coming back on camera. Gotcha. Okay. Let's make a phone call to Bravo and just see when we're airing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to move on to, there's a thing called digital mistress. (laughs) Digital mistress is a woman who gets paid to call a man over the phone and to humiliate him. Wow. Where do Can I sign you up? imagine that people are getting paid to do this? I mean, Casey, nope. it is crazy, right? It's crazy. And yet, I guess it's in the, in the, how do I put this? Like in the realm of, it seems kind of gratifying as well, though, for the woman. Like <laughs> men agree. are so fucking like entitled. Part of me is like, I would enjoy that job. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I would enjoy that job too, especially if they wanted it. You know, most times you're saying things to people they don't want to hear. Right. But I felt like, is there a line you could say, I'm going to start first because I've already thought about it. Um, okay. So my line would be, you're such a mama's boy. Go play with your mama's titties. It's nice to know you always have a career to fall back on. (laughs) Thank God. Right, right. Wow. Jazz, do you have one? You have a digital mistress line. If my little mistress line would be digital mistress line would be like, do you want me to show you what you need to do with that little cock of yours? Oh. Right? No no man wants to hear their cock is little. No, nobody. That's where I was in that same area, Taz. I am in that same area of like, can you please part those pubes? Because I can't find that little peekaboo dick. Something in there? Oh, peekaboo dick. I like yours better, Taz. We we all have a backup plan, I see. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Casey, before you were married, I read some, I think in your book, you said that you were very open to sexual activities and early (laughs) on in the dating process. Do tell, do share. I was, I mean, I just don't have hangups with like, and, and I think others should, and I got out managed to get, I guess my life together okay but i just don't have that hang up of like i can't have sex on the first really night i'm like why can't i but were you ever told not to no maybe i just wasn't guided (laughs) properly but no i'm sure that's not true but i'm gonna say something i have you know i don't get deserted after that they stick around so maybe yeah i would agree with you i I would agree you know it's so funny i never felt like pressured Yes. Really have been because you mm-hmm. did it right away. Did it right away. Got it. Yeah. Wow. I had one guy laugh at me because I was like, we were hot and heavy on the couch. And, and I was like, no, it's too soon. It's too soon. And then I was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I went into my bedroom and I stripped down naked. And I was like, Hey, can you come in my room? And he came in and he was like, wasn't it too soon, like five minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly it's and not too soon. Exactly, exactly. Let's talk about weird signs. Have, heard, have you guys heard weird sounds? I had a guy once when he orgasmed, it almost sounded like a sneeze. And I could not get past that. 
you had to I move had on. To move on. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Casey, anything crazy. with you? So I do actually have an essay about this in my book, which it's hard to convey a sound in a book, you know, in the written right. word. But it was easier for the audio book. But I did, again, was prepared to sleep with a guy <laughs> in Cabo on spring break. And and he okay, so he we're in my I haven't even taken clothes off. He's already on the bed and has like taken just his like shorts off. So it was so weird. And I'm suddenly like, I don't think I can do this. He's pulled down his pants. Now he's not even like masturbating. He's just like getting himself together. I'm still standing in the room. And he's like thrusting his hips up and down. And I'm like, this is quite like avant-garde. And then when he had an orgasm, he made a sound. I it is like the sound of like your children's laughter. Like there's sounds you'll never forget. And his was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Wait, you gotta have to you my... do that. You have to do that one more time. Okay, it was a. <laughs> that sounds like someone's killing a cat. Yes. Well, tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Like, where did you grow up? Were Were your other friends promiscuous? Like, when did you know about sex? When were you comfortable with it? So I grew up in Virginia, right outside mm-hmm. D.C., and I, I'm i a year young for my grade, which I always thought was like, oh, I'm mature. And then this, when my own kids were going to school, I said, well, you know, I, I was born in October, so I was a full year younger than all the girls, and I right. did fine in kindergarten. And this teacher told me, she said, well, it really shows up more in like the 14, 15, 16 <laughs> ages with sex because you think you're the ages of your peers, but you're not oh. emotionally. So that was devastating to hear and answered a lot of questions. But I think my mom was like a huge feminist. I I don't remember getting like a big sex talk. I I feel like I didn't get any of that. My parents were kind of like, you're going to figure it out. I don't know. So I had sex with Yeah, I didn't get that either. You didn't? No, not at all. My mother would not even talk about it. Yeah. At all. (laughs) At all. Taz, what about you? Uh, I know you're around brothers. You have a lot of brothers. I have a lot of brothers, but I didn't get the sex talk. My sex talk was just don't come home pregnant or kicking your ass out. <laughs> Basic ground rule. So and you I know made what? Sure that, that works too. Come home pregnant. Yeah. But that's a great, that's a great boundary. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Casey, would you ever tell your kids about your sexual experiences when they're old enough to hear them? Like, will you share? Cause some people feel like, you know, kids, parents look too perfect in their kids' eyes. And sometimes you got, you have to let them know. And I believe that that some of your mistakes or some of the things that you did so that it humanizes you and also makes them feel like they can talk to you. When your kids are old enough, would you ever tell them about your past experiences? I mean, I'm not worried that my kids will ever need me to be humanized or they'll need to see me as <laughs> less than perfect. But I, I don't know. I mean, I do have a chapter about sex in my book, which I'm just like going to redact for all my family members. I just took a black marker and then gave my dad that book. I don't even want a chance of him. I don't know. Maybe just because of my parents, I'm just like, oh, does anyone want to hear that? And I know I'm doing this podcast, but... I don't know if I could. Yeah. But I do share very open with them about like tragedy or my mom passing. Like I'm so fine to be open about grief and emotions and stuff. But yeah, no, I totally get that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that more than anything. Um, Casey, did I read in your book something about a big bush? 
Yes, probably. Yes. I, I don't feel, <laughs> and, and this is, look, people aren't going to love it. I don't feel a huge need to. Now, everything's tidy. It's not, we're not, ta- I'm not talking crazy, you know, but I'm not a huge, huge waxing person. You're not. No. I've never I had find one. it so painful and then it makes me angry. <laughs> really? A little. Like, I'm like, why aren't you doing this? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm keeping things tidy. I want everyone to not make that right. mistake. It's not, yeah, we're not, right. it's not a wild situation okay but and i know some people never don't love been it. waxed ever no 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 never and i was actually Why? just talking to my guy like you know i keep it tidy you know and he doesn't he actually likes it you know so i said to him now that this summer will be vaxxed do you think i should be vaxxed and waxed and he's like it's up to you i like it anyway so huh i think guys are way less like caring about that than we think that's my no, personal I agree opinion. with you i think sometimes that's our yeah i think so too like when we're worried about our body or this or that and i think it's our insecurities not necessarily theirs right okay oh. so you are married to david how did you lock him down how was it like dating him right away like what was any experiences you want to share i mean i think this makes me sound a little desperate, but I just really liked him. And I knew in my heart, this was the person for me. And I almost had never felt that. So I felt so strongly. When did you feel that? Like first date, first time spending time together? Well, he was, there's no easy way to say this. He was my boss and on a TV show, he was a show creator of the show. And so when we were on a hiatus, we didn't know if we were going to come back. We went Mm -hmm. on a date. But I was like driving the whole train and he was like, oh, I don't know if I should date the actresses. You know, he felt very uncomfortable for six months. So Mm -hmm. I was just so upset. So I decided I wasn't going to speak to him for for three months. (laughs) Then I ran. This is before we hadn't even really been on a date, but I was like, I'm going to show him. Then I ran into him at a bar and he was like, hey, and he didn't even know we hadn't been talking. So that was hard. And and every day had been like agony for me. I was like so proud of myself. But then we finally went on a date and we told the whole cast as though this was like such devastating news for them. They're like, we don't work at the UN. Like, (laughs) we're all married. (laughs) in entertainment. It's fine. What was it about him that you knew he was the one? Because I love stories like this. You know, I will say he had written me a really funny part. And, you know, sometimes there's just not great parts for, yeah. for women. And, yeah. and and I felt like he wrote me a great part and kind of saw some talents in me that I couldn't. I would be auditioning. I just felt like other people weren't seeing. So maybe mm-hmm. it's my vanity. But <laughs> and he's so he's such a nice person. Everyone's like, wow, he's so kind. But he's also attractive. <laughs> Oh, well, that that doesn't hurt. So did you tell everybody right away? Because sometimes you're afraid to say he's the one or were you not I afraid? Did. I mean, I had my girlfriends in full prayer and prayer circles with me. I no, literally, you did not. Yes. Really? Please yeah. let David love me. Please let David love me. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> what was the prayer, Casey? I just said, like, we need to turn to a higher power on this one because he, it was not happening. And I had gone to see a tarot card reader and she's like, this is the one, but it's going to be on his terms. Ah. And... I just don't like that position being in that. So I had my girlfriends over one night. I said, let's all hold hands and bow our head in prayer. <laughs> that okay. is this fantastic. What? Will we be having a prayer circle? Oh, we this are weekend? having a prayer circle. You better believe that. <laughs> it God's doesn't like, hurt. Again? <laughs> it doesn't hurt to invoke a higher power. Exactly. <laughs> and so, okay. So you're, you're, you obviously think he's the one. 
and you hadn't had sex? What if sex hadn't been good? I mean, that I don't know what would have happened then. But I, I will say, the again, the first date we went on, I think you can imagine we did. <laughs> oh, of course. I told you guys. <laughs> Who am I I'm talking to? to? Yeah, <laughs> I told you guys that part. So it really was magical. I mean, I normally was dating. I don't know if you guys have had this, but guys that were more friends, I think, you know, where I I was like, they're so nice and I love being with them, but we're Mm -hmm. really more friends. So I Mm -hmm. never kind of taken the leap to someone that I was like a little more intimidated. Sounds bad. Like I was scared of him. It wasn't that I was just like, oh, this guy would really be a challenge and an equal. And so and how long has it been now? It has been eight years, eight years. Cheers to that girl. That's amazing. That is awesome. 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 All right. We're going to get into a little bit of a nightcap. I want to know if you think this is happy or crappy Uh, (laughs) during sex, during sex, excessive ear licking. (laughs) Crappy for me. That's that's crappy. That's crappy. Um, Bringing out a big cucumber. (laughs) If a guy, if you're getting hot and heavy and he's like, I'll be right back. And he shows up with a big cucumber. What you doing? I think maybe crappy, weird. Crappy. You think maybe? Yeah. 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 Crappy, okay. okay crappy. Yeah. I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> right. um, surprise, a surprise anal request. Taz? Depends on who it is. It's a person you're into. Stop it's it right now. Stop it happy. right now. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that something? And there's just something like that I'm saving for the one, meaning marriage, you know, because I feel like yeah. I'm a little experienced in that realm of sexual activities, but there are just certain things that I want to save for the You want the a husband. ring first, girl. You want to put a ring right. on it. And, and, so and that's not part of, of your coasting <laughs> routine. No, that is not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the request has to come up and I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had um, to heed the call. Right. So choking, happy or crappy? I say happy. I like happy. to be choked every now and then. Not choked out where you're going to pass no, out. Nobody that's wants what that. I'm saying. Oh, I, I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to be specific and clear. Like, I like to be choked, but yes. not choked out. <laughs> to a point. Yeah. To a right point. Yeah, there's okay. a line. Um, last one, role playing, happy or crappy? I don't know. I'm an actress. I'm like, I have to work at home. No, thank you. <laughs> I never thought of it that way, Casey. It's They're like hilarious. Halloween costumes when people are so into them. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a day at work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, ladies, I'm going to get to my favorite part of the, uh, of the podcast is where you get to highlight someone who's made you laugh, who's inspired you. And we call it, who do you want to go to bed with? So Taz, I'll start with you. Who do you want to go to bed with tonight? I'm going to bed with Little Rel. I was just so impressed with his Oscar, um, you know, hosting or the the little things that he was doing. And he made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And it was good to see someone maybe that's not new to the industry, but kind of new to me. 
and he's black and I'm everything black, Black Lives Matter. So <laughs> I'm going to say a little Okay. Okay. I love it. Casey, who do you want to go to bed with? I am going to say Andy Cohen right now because he's been such a huge supporter of my book and he did a blurb for me and he, he's like talking about it and helping me out with publicity and it just really touched me and, you know, he didn't have to do that and... I didn't ask him to, and he really seemed to genuinely like the book. And so I appreciate him right now. I love that. I love that. You know, obviously he's my boss and I love him too. He's coming on the podcast soon. But I think anytime somebody who's on that level stills remember to help out people not that you're on your way up. You've been, you're an actress. No, you're but successful. I am. And he has but such a following. And yeah. I, yeah. That's really, really, that's yeah. great. Um, I'm going to piggyback on you a little bit, Taz, in terms of talking about the Oscars. I'm going to bed with Glenn Close. Who knew Glenn Close was so down? Right? <laughs> I mean, thespian, she, icon. She scared the shit out of me in Fatal Attraction. Me too. She's doing the butt. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And do uh, it word for word. And knew the words and knew everything. And you know what, Glenn Close, hats off to you. I'd love to go to bed with you. And hats I off. think uh, anytime you can just be real and fun. And she actually saved the Oscars. That was a highlight for me that night besides the amazing, you know, the people who won. Um, yeah, and not take yourself so seriously. Like it felt such a serious night. I don't know. It really it did. Yeah. Took itself like so seriously. Yeah, I agree Although with you. I love Regina King's Fresh Bob. Oh, I love that. And Super her walk, stylish. that entrance, the walk, the long walk was I everything. thought, oh, they taped this before because there's no way. Yeah. It was I mean, great. I thought yeah. she was the host. I thought I she know, did a I great so job. Too. Exactly. Yeah. She did great. They're like, yeah, there's no host. It. I'm like, but yeah, you're, you're really leaning on her. Yeah, totally. And she killed it. So that yeah. was really great. Um, Casey, what do you want people to know? Uh, let's shout out your book, your podcast, obviously, anything else where they can find you. So I have a book called The Wreckage of My Presence. It's comedic essays, but it's also about grief and losing parents and motherhood. And it's out on, uh, well, it just came out May 4th. And I'm on a show called Black Monday with Don Cheadle and Regina Hall that I love on Showtime. And the trailers look great. So good. So good. It's a really, really, really funny show. I mean, Regina is she needs an Emmy for this show and I'm upset. So it's, it's wonderful. And <laughs> I fun. love that. So I love that. On to season three. And um, socials. Oh, at Casey Rose Wilson. Fabulous. And my podcast about the housewives, of course, uh, bitch sesh. That's right. Um, and thank you for having me on that. That was really fun. Oh, people love you. Well, they love you, but they really loved you on it. Cause we've <laughs> only had three housewives ever. Really? Yeah, we you need to really... get more. Taz, where do you want people to follow you, and what do you want them to know? Uh, look out for me May nineteenth on the Housewives. <laughs> you know, with the lovely Garcelle. <laughs> oh, there or is. you can just find me on Instagram at Taz Beck. You know, I'm posting pictures about my life, which is so exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. Be quiet, <laughs> Garcelle. May I ask you one question? Absolutely. I'm so excited for the next season. Is it wild? Are you happy with it? Really, really happy. I haven't seen anything, but from what I'm hearing, the producers are really happy. Bravo's really happy. And uh, you get to see all sides of everyone. I mean, not only do you get to see how we are in COVID quarantine, you know, doing all that, but I think everybody sort of brought a fresh take, honestly. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I think you'll be happy and there'll be lots of drama. 
Casey, thank you so much. Taz, thank, thank you. you so much. And uh, see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And you can help support us by leaving a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. The After Party continues on my Instagram, at Garcelle, and on my Twitter, at Garcelle B. And you can now watch our full episodes on YouTube. Going to Bed with Garcelle is an Orion podcast produced by Orion Television, Audio Up, and Beauvais Wilson Productions, distributed by Audio Up. Concept by Garcelle Beauvais and Lisa L. Wilson, hosted by Garcelle Beauvais. Executive Producers, Barry Posnick, Garcelle Beauvais, Lisa L. Wilson, Sam Winter, and Crystal Liney. Co-Executive Producers, Cindy Levinson, Emu Zoo, Associate Producer, Taz Beckford. Music from Extreme Music. The show was edited and mixed by Jeremiah Zimmerman. How'd it do, y'all? I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.